Hey book clubbers, this is Brittany, and we just finished the book Nine Perfect Strangers by Leanne Mority. I really enjoyed the book and how it turned out for these nine strangers. When we left off in the last episode, everyone was stuck in the basement of the resort with only water bottles and no food. The nine strangers had to undergo a few crazy games that Masha plays with them in order to get out. First, they have to get a package down from the rafters, only to find that it contained Russian nesting dolls and no key to get out. Then Masha presented a life-or-death game that they had to play called Death Row. Each person was assigned an individual that they had to defend and create a case as to why they should live. When they started to actually present, though, Masha gets very mad because she doesn't think that they're taking it seriously. She sets fire to the resort, or so they think. Luckily, the resort was not on fire, they just thought it was, and were able to find out that the door was actually unlocked and they could finally leave. When they get out of the basement, Heather and Masha start to fight. But luckily, Francis hits Masha in the head, and eventually the police come and take her and Yao away. The nine strangers decide to stay at the resort that night, and they celebrate Zoe's 21st birthday. They have cake and drinks, music and dancing, and then the next day they all leave. After everyone leaves the resort, we get to hear how things turned out for each one of them after this crazy retreat. Jessica ends up not being pregnant, and her and Ben get a divorce. Ben's sister, Lucy, dies of a drug overdose, and Zoe comforts him at the funeral. Napoleon goes to see a psychiatrist because he is depressed. But finally, after persistence from Heather, he expresses his anger towards her, and their relationship is mended. Carmel accepts Sonia's help with her kids and realizes it's not her fault her husband left her. Lars tells Ray he wants to have a baby. And lastly, Francis and Tony get married. After, she gets a new book deal with her old editor. Well, that's your recap. Let's see what Michelle and Jen thought of the rest of the book. In the last chapters of the book, we read uh, 51 through 79. We find out how the group finally gets out of the basement and what happens to them after the retreat. But first, let's discuss the ridiculous games that Masha plays with them. First, she has them trying to get a package down from the rafters, and it has the Russian dolls in it. Did you think that they were going to find the key in those dolls? I don't know. That would almost seem too easy. Yeah, I was surprised that that was kind of the original plan was to have the key just I thought it would be more of like you know an escape room where you keep having to solve puzzles and continue to find clues but yeah and it was funny because Zoe was saying like I wonder if this is going to be like an escape room where we're looking for clues and they were even saying like there really wasn't anything in the room Mm-hmm. So I was surprised that Francis had even kind of saw the um, the package. And then it was funny how they were trying to get it down. Yeah, it was <laughs> funny that Tony launched himself up there. Yeah. I don't think I would have 
thought of a human pyramid. No. Either. Because <laughs> she seems so exasperated that they didn't think of that. Yeah. But that's kind of a weird, weird option. Yeah, I'm like, that seems like cheerleading or something. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> but, yeah, she seemed so frustrated. Like, that was so obvious, and I didn't think it was very obvious. No. And um, and then the next game that she plays with them is that death sentence or death row where they have to defend the other person and uh, basically plead for the reason why they should live. Um, it seemed like she didn't quite get the reaction that she was looking for out of that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, because she introduces it without telling them anything about why they're locked in there and are they going to get out and they haven't eaten in days. And... <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know what she expected. <laughs> she just wants them to be everything that she does for them she wants them to be grateful and happy and not realizing that a normal reaction to being locked in without food is not (laughs) going to be happiness yeah well and two she calls it like death sentence so I think she was really trying to scare them that you know something bad was going to happen and it finally did where she has the you know pretends that the place is burning down yeah did you guys think that she actually set fire to the resort i did because they make her i mean clearly she's unhinged but and she drugs. seemed extra unhinged yeah i did at first but then i thought it was weird when they said um even putting the towels under the door, that the smoke got less and less. And I feel like if the entire building was on fire, that would help at first. But eventually, the smoke would be picking up and not decreasing. So then yeah. I was, well, that's weird. Maybe she, like, put it out or something. <laughs> and then we find out that the door was unlocked. I wonder. I wonder when she unlocked it. Yeah, they're not real clear on that. The fact that she drugged um, Yao. Yeah, he said he was going to go let them out, and she did not like that. When I thought the place was actually on fire, I thought, well, maybe Yao will wake up and he'll save everybody. Yeah, I was kind of that too. That was the only way I thought they were going to get out of there. Yeah, I did not think that the door was actually open, but I feel like that is something that, at least for me, for myself like it just seems too obvious Mm -hmm. where I don't you know after trying it the first time I don't know that I would keep trying it um and then find out that it was actually open but it was Frances who had discovered that as well it seemed like she was the only one that was kind of thinking about what Masha was telling them during the retreat and then applying you know those um that advice and and able to figure out oh look at the stars look up there was the package try the door things aren't always what they seem so I thought that was kind of interesting that it was her who had discovered kind of both of those clues 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I had picked up on that, that it was Francis. Yeah, I'm glad they kind of figured out, Masha, like, you know, it's not it's not just about what the game that she's presenting them or, um, like, how Carmel just starts giving her, like, all the corporate jargon. And, like, yep, like, that yes, was hilarious. <laughs> and it's like, they realize, like, okay, we can't just do what she's actually saying. We have to figure out, you know, what is going to please her. And, yeah, I just thought that was pretty funny. And and what Carmel was saying made no sense either. (laughs) Right, but Masha was just eating it up. So Masha, like, she starts, you know, thinking about the corporate world and and is talking about how she wants to give up on this whole retreat thing and wants to go back to the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, like, it seems like in the end, and, and I guess we'll get to that um, in a little bit, but did you think that she really wanted to change and, and to go back to the corporate world, or do you think it was just her hallucination? I think she really wanted to go back. I don't think this whole retreat enlightenment thing was ever really real she just kind of had this breakdown after her was it a stroke or a heart attack that she had and Mm -hmm. so I think that she wanted to be like oh she's clearly like very like I have the best I have to be in power and she felt like okay I can do that somewhere else but that's not really the point of being enlightened and zen and all that stuff and she was trying to like turn it into the corporate world but it's not you could tell that she just needs that validation from other people she needs like the power and the respect Mm -hmm. and even though she was doing the enlightenment thing you know she says how she was trying to turn it into a book deal and she wanted all her old colleagues to see how successful she was in this new space. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like it was enlightenment for enlightenment's sake. It was more <laughs> just for her ego. Yeah, it was like a new job, a new product or something. Yeah. And it was funny, too, how she starts smoking cigarettes. She ate the whole thing of Doritos. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Yao wakes up and he's like, she's smoking cigarettes she's eating Doritos like what's going on and as soon as she started talking about like the corporate world and wanting to go back to that he was saying like how less attracted he was to her um so I thought that was kind of funny and then he discovers when he turns the screens back on that all the um the participants got out of the basement and I I thought it was hilarious how, you know, they come up the steps. They're all, like, super worried that, like, they don't really know what to expect. Is Masha going to, like, come out and kill them? Or, mm-hmm. you know, is there some big surprise? And all you have is, yeah, with a plate of fruit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, nothing happened. That was fine. That was part right. of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we intended. What did you guys think of her backstory? It was interesting, and I, it totally got me when they said that she had a second son, that that, that, yeah. that all happened while she was pregnant. That, yeah. was, that was pretty shocking. 
I think, I mean, I felt really bad when I found out that her, you know, she had an 11 month old little boy and he strangled himself with the the cord and the blinds. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is awful. But then for her to, you know, have another son and then just, you know, from day one, like want nothing to do with him, Mm -hmm. that I, I just, I couldn't even imagine that. Yeah, I think she was just so terrified and knew, like, she'd never be able to go through that again. Not that it would happen again, but. Right, just decided she was not fit to be a mom, and then it was just case closed. Blocked it out, like, like, I think that's what she was saying, like, I'm not a mom, like, just couldn't even think about it. It was interesting, though, how she continued to send money to her husband I guess kind of like alimony essentially or child support and um and she you know knew that she wanted to at least help support the baby but she didn't want to be in the baby's life at all and um in the beginning of the book we did hear about how her ex-husband was sending her an email. I can't remember if she actually opened the email or not, but we find out that what he was sending her was pictures of her granddaughter. Yeah. I think she didn't. I don't think she opened the email at the beginning. Um, I think she just deletes them. Yeah. And I guess sending the money, it's like, she felt like, well, I'm not a fit mother to take care of the child, but, like, I'm good at working. Like, I can I can send money. Like, that's what I'm good at, so that's what I'm going to do. And that's her contribution, I guess. I would wonder if she would feel differently, you know, if she could handle being a grandma. Yeah. If she ever, you know, would get around to opening the emails from her ex-husband. I don't know if she'd be a very good grandmother. <laughs> probably not but no (laughs) well it was really interesting too where it seemed like her whole plan in the end with doing like this drugging therapy was that the word would get out it would become more exclusive she could charge higher rates and (laughs) it seems like that actually worked out for her because she went to jail, but she still wrote her book, was on the the um, the TV doing like a celebrity, essentially a celebrity um, interview and did and was, you know, saying how she does have these like secret small retreats and she's saying that drugs aren't used I think she definitely is still using the drugs even though it's illegal (laughs) sure yeah I don't know maybe maybe going to jail helped her maybe that makes it you know kind of gives it a street cred I don't know yeah yeah people like people always want like that experience exclusive thing you know not everybody can go to this retreat and I don't know so and I think it's funny too because it's like everybody that was in the you know locked in this room they were so mad at the time but then you know some of them even just like 
stayed there an extra night like oh you know now that we're free it's like it wasn't that bad (laughs) yeah they all stay the night and celebrate um zoe's birthday and uh, you know they find confiscated alcohol and wine and they drink and dance and play music and stuff so i thought that was really it was really cool that they were able to that they wanted to do that it Mm -hmm. it kind of talks about the the bond that they were able to make right and it's also interesting that as much as you know they hated and it was horrible methods but they all seem to have actually been helped by it in the (laughs) the epilogue yeah yeah it's like they kind of feel like okay yeah I didn't want to be drugged and I think at one point Francis even said she probably would have agreed mm-hmm. drugs had she just been informed ahead of time um so yeah it's kind of like well yeah we we were mad we weren't told and they were mad about being locked in the room and being tricked about the fire and obviously they were scared but I think they all bonded and got you know, some good out of it. So it's hard to, it's hard to hate it altogether when there were some good things. Yeah, definitely. And we, and we do learn about each character and kind of what happens to them after the resort. So we find out that Jessica actually isn't pregnant, which I think we all kind of thought might've been the case. kind of weird and she's like oh I'm two days pregnant she's like oh I just found out and they're like wait what yeah her character probably annoyed me the most out of all of them yeah part of the time I felt sorry for her but part of the time I just thought she was annoying like how she wanted she had planned out the whole like Instagram announcement for their baby yeah it just seemed although it was a good point when she said you know no one is giving Ben any crap for get him getting his Lamborghini? Like, why is my that's true my, my stuff any more superficial than what he did with his money? And I was like, oh, that's a good point. It is, but then it's like she ruins it with her social media obsession, like showing yeah. everybody. I really liked how how much we found out about everyone after the fact and how it kept jumping forward and forward in time. That was mm-hmm. a nice nice wrap up. Yeah. Yeah, it was good, too, with Jessica, you know, she wasn't pregnant, and they both knew, Ben and Jessica, that if she wasn't pregnant, they were going to get divorced, and it seemed like it was a good divorce, like they were still friends, or, you know, at least kind to each other. Did you catch the the end, so at Francis and Tony's wedding, Mm -hmm. and they talk about, you know, all the bridesmaids, and blah, blah, blah. And they say, and there was a little ring bearer named Zach. Yeah. Do you think that was Ben and Zoe's kid? That's that's what I was thinking because I feel like for someone for someone to have named their kid Zach, maybe they would have had to like it, it would kind of make sense if it was Zoe. And when Ben's sister um, Lucy died. Um, of the drug overdose he called up Zoe and she was the one that went to his funeral and stuff and I was thinking about it and they're really not that there's not that much of an age differential there because Zoe was turning 21 and I think Ben was only 26 
So there was only about five years between them. So maybe, maybe it was, I don't know. Cause they make it sound, you know, when, when he's talking about that Zoe came to the funeral and he said something about like, he kept trying to like look for her eye or something. I don't know. It made it seem like there might be a, a spark there or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess just because they both had siblings, you know, like that they had these severe issues with, they could have bonded over that. Yeah, I had to reread that. I was like, wait, <laughs> who are these people? Um, just because it said like, you know, how many bridesmaids, how many um, flower girls, you know, I'm like trying to figure out who it would have been um but yeah because it doesn't it doesn't come out and say that it was Francis and Tony Mm -hmm. that was married but it said dear reader or something like reader yeah and she had done that in a previous couple of chapters so I I do think it was them but then I was like well did she have one of her grandkids (laughs) named Zach and that's who the ring bear was, or, you know, maybe Jen, to your theory as well, was it Zoe and Ben's kid who was named Zach? We don't really know. thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I was trying to think the only other, you know, possible kid was, I guess Lars was saying, you know, he was open to having a baby with his husband. Right. But I was like, I don't know that they would name a boy Zach I thought it was more likely yeah it has to be Zoe's kid in some way yeah yeah I would think what did you think about um Napoleon so he was always like the rock in kind of the the the, with the between the three of them and it seems like and we kind of got a little bit of a um, an indication earlier in the book that he was angry. Mm-hmm. But then we find out that he goes to a psychiatrist and he is depressed and even suicidal. Mm-hmm. Um, were you guys surprised that he was going through this? Yeah, it definitely seemed uh, to come out of nowhere. And I don't know if it was just his wife's and daughter's um revelations that caused this and then heather um you know talks to him and says i know you're angry and she's saying yell at me like Mm -hmm. tell me why you know be mad at me for not looking at the prescription and and trying to understand the side effects and it seems like you know she really pushed him and pushed him and when he finally yelled at her and kind of shook her um, that was almost what he needed to to get past it. Yeah, I think he had just bottled it all up for so long. Mm-hmm. Trying to be the strong one for his wife and daughter and didn't really deal with it himself. The other character that we find out about um, is Yao after the the retreat. He got a 14-month jail sentence, I think it said. And then afterwards, um, ended up getting back with his fiance and then had a daughter. So mm-hmm. I, I, I was happy that he had a happy ending. Yeah. I also liked uh, Carmel. 
Mm-hmm. With the with the stepmother. Yeah, it was funny when she was just like, "Well, I lost a husband." She's like, "But I gained a wife, and that's so much better." (laughs) What an upgrade! Yeah, she's like, "Finally, someone who can help me." And that was good too that she came to the realization that it it probably wouldn't mattered what she looked like or did that. Right. It wasn't her that was the problem. It was him, and that he's probably going to do this to to Sonia or whatever her name is. go back to work because that was what had given her confidence in the first place mm-hmm. uh, and since she had stopped working to raise the kids she lost that so I think that would help her and now she can because she has the new wife who can help her with the schedule so. yeah <laughs> she says I'm gonna need help you're going to have to help me with more things with the kids so it wasn't her just kind of you know trying to do everything on her own or you know being told what to do she finally was displaying that confidence that Masha was trying to get her to 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 um to do yeah she found some and I think it could have been like that game where she was just saying things you know Mm -hmm at work and she's like oh I'm really good at this like this is what I was good at and I just haven't done it that I forgot and it gave her that boost that she needed and then after she's stolen the car she (laughs) gets pulled over by Jan's boyfriend or no I guess he finds the car or something right I forget I don't know if she was speeding or I don't know something like that or maybe she like was speeding and then fleed the car but she was never found (laughs) yeah that was funny that she couldn't serve any jail time because nobody could find her yeah I I just thought it was funny when she initially left she's like okay this is like turning a little bit too crazy for me like I am not sticking around to see how this goes down Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm going to go get some tea. And then just never comes back. And Masha was like, yeah, Delilah's not coming back. Like, she knew. Yeah. Like, she's been getting that tea for an hour. It was good. I'm glad it was all happy endings. I like a happy ending book. Yeah. And the book definitely had some twists and a lot of, uh, you know, different events that I didn't really see coming so it it was definitely a a good one yeah yeah I think my initial like just reading the title and the description and that's it I sort of thought it was going to be that somehow these people knew each other or were their lives were like intertwined in some way Mm -hmm. Um, but that's clearly not what happened (laughs) Well, I think it was good, too, because they were strangers, as the title um, kind of says. But, you know, they – it seems like they kind of stayed in touch, like mm-hmm. Ben and Zoe and then Francis and Tony um, get married. Um, so I thought it was interesting how, you know, they spend a week together, but they did actually create these really – good relationships that Mm -hmm. turned into something yeah I liked how they even talked about that like you know you always meet people and you're on a trip and 
you always think like, oh, we're going to be such good friends and and then you get home and you're like, I don't, you know, it was just because. Right. And like, we don't really have anything in common and I'm never really going to talk to them again. And then I like how they were like, oh, that's probably going to happen. And then they didn't, they actually did remain bonded and close. Yeah. And it was nice to Francis, I guess, realize that, you know, old her would have just, you know, kissed Tony and, you know. Yeah. Thrown things and tried to follow him. And she just kind of realized he has his life in Melbourne. I have my life in Sydney. And yeah. it was nice that they just kind of took it slow and got to know each other. And then. Yeah. And it was sweet how, like. Because she never had her own kids, and then, you know, his kids and grandkids, like, loved her so much and, you know, gave her that one thing that she had never, she had always been missing, so that was cute. Yeah. And did you read the one chapter? They had one chapter on the person that um, had given Francis the bad review lost her life savings into a cryptocurrency scam. I was like, that was that was funny to like throw that in there. Yeah. It almost made me wonder if like did the author in real life get a really bad review and was she kinda like Yeah, maybe taking it out in the the book. Yeah. I don't know. She has a lot of books though. I was looking at the end of you know at the end of the book it has read other books by this author. And I have read about half of them, but um, yeah. she does have quite a few. Yeah, there's a couple I haven't read, but. Because She's so good at love. character development. So the first one we read, um, that Truly Madly Guilty, I didn't think that one was that good. compared. Yeah, to yeah that was probably my least favorite book of hers. That was the one with the barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like it was so built up on this like whatever had happened and then it was like oh she fell in the fountain yeah it it was very <laughs> like kind of underwhelming I yeah something crazy had happened but i mean big little lies that one was really good and a husband's secret i liked that one a lot as well yeah i think what alice forgot is my favorite one is it and that's yeah, the one that i haven't good. read <laughs> so i'll have to read that one that- That one's my favorite one. Well, that was another great book by Leanne Morty. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thanks for listening to the podcast. In a couple of weeks, we will announce the next book and get started on season four. As always, if you have any questions or comments, leave me a message on Anchor. Happy reading!